when uh, I walked in to uh, interview for the position of a deputy, uh, you know, I told him, I said, hey, I said, you've got me till I graduate. Once I graduate, this is my goal. This is what I want to do. I knew that I wanted to go to DPS because eventually I wanted to go to the Rangers. That was the whole purpose for DPS. Yeah. Find, find the thing that you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. That's true. <laughs> Better. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, Blue Grit Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Owen. And Clinton McNear. What's going on, man? Just here, hanging out. I Glad hear you. With got a packed house today. Got some pretty good guests. We've got good guests. Yeah. We wanted to highlight one of them. If you want to intro one of them and talk about what she does for us and the importance of what she does for us. She is important. Yes, she is. So when when our attorneys call in and trying to work through billing issues or trying to work through uh, case assignments or when our members call in um, trying to get some legal clarification or wills, they deal with Kelly Foreman. And we wanted to be sure that people had a face to put a name with. Hey, Kelly. The primary job that she does also is uh, wills. And that's something I think that we overlook uh, as as an organization of how important they really are, uh, we've we've heard the horror stories and we've seen the the bad side effects of that doing that. That that's also one of your probably your largest and most probably tedious jobs as well. It's one of the smallest things I can do, but like you said, it is. There's just very, so many of them. Yeah, but yeah. it's a very big important yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. To have done. Absolutely. But yes, we have received phone calls for family members of deceased members who didn't go that take that step. extra mile. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. I don't know about Clint, but we all appreciate you at TNPA. <laughs> so what does a day in the life of Kelly Foreman look like? A lot of typing. A lot of that. <laughs> a lot of That's typing. where these guns come yes, in, is from yeah, all yeah. that typing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, I spend some time on the telephone, but a lot of emailing, a lot of typing, yeah. preparing wills, and uh, processing the admin stuff, legal admin right. stuff. Yeah. Processing the legal, paralegal type work. Processing cases and invoices and, yeah, wills. Fixing up all of our errors. No. (laughs) Y'all are great. Fixing Tyler's errors. That's right. Tyler, however. Yeah, Yeah, you can't ever mess up mine. And so we do a basic will, and then we provide the information where they can plug in a medical power of attorney. We do advanced directives, or we can provide. They're fill-in-the-blank forms, and I think they're updated by the state. But yes, we can provide those. And they're ready for print. You just print them out, fill them out. That's awesome. And it's a basic will. So if you own three companies and um, offshore accounts and two yachts, probably not the will for probably you. Probably not. Might want to get an estate attorney for that. <laughs> but for the normal cop, two divorces and a truck and a, and a can gun. Help. We can do that. We can help. Yeah, we yeah, can do that. We certainly can. That's, that's all I needed for mine was that one. All right. Cool. Well, we we love you. We appreciate you. Well, thank you. Can so we talked on an earlier episode about people don't update their will and their beneficiaries, and when they pass away, their beneficiary is from two exes ago. Mm-hmm. If somebody wanted to update, in addition to do a new will, they could reach out and update or change mm-hmm. or redo Absolutely. their will with you. If we have it on file, we, I can just pull it up, edit it, update the date, and send it back. And we do them for member and their spouse. Yes, yep. correct. Spouses are included. excellent. All right. Good stuff. Kelly is the, the brains and the beauty that keeps this herd of kitty cats moving forward yeah. at all times. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. She told us we had to keep this short because she's busy and doesn't have time for us little people. So thank you for stopping by. We appreciate you. Thank you for having Th- me. Thank Kelly. Thank you, Kelly.
Well, the uh, the other guest we have is a good friend of mine that I've known for quite some time. Uh, a man that I have uh, so much, so much, so much respect for. Um, was one of the first DPS sergeants that I met in the East Texas region, uh, based out of Marshall. Former yes. is it? Reti- it's retired Ranger John Vance. But now I did not know that you went to work where you're working now, Texas and Southwest Cattle Ranger. So there you go. Yes, sir. So you still maintain that title of Ranger? Uh, I picked up a new title. It's called Special Texas Ranger. But then again, my mom always said I was special. Yeah, that's so right. That's I right. I got a title. To, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. We wanted to have you on. Uh, so much what Rangers do as far as, you know, the TMBA response of it, uh, is that you have to, you know, show up to officer involved shootings. And then, you, I mean, there's, that's just a small sliver of what, you know, Texas Rangers do, but we wanted to bring you on and, and, uh, talk about you as a person, uh, and your career. Cause it's, it's really a, just, I mean, you're just a phenomenal person. Uh, you brought your lovely wife with you. Uh, and I, again, I can't tell you how much I respect I got for you. I was telling Clint that, you know, I've got a good friend of mine coming on who, uh, who I love and admire. So. Oh man! That's Welcome great. to the Blue stage. Glad to be here. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate y'all reaching out. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I thought you were again. I thought you were fully retired, so I thought you'd have time for us. Didn't know that you'd went to work. Yeah, it didn't last very long. No, yeah. no, no. That's yeah. what you were telling us before yeah. the break. Two so, hours. Two hours. Yeah. That's insane. That's yeah. insane. Well, t- tell us. But we kind of start the, the 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 episodes off of telling us, you know, where you grew up. Tell us about John and who John Vance is. Well, I graduated from high school at uh, Little Cypress Morrisville in Orange. And um, didn't have a well. I was shoeing full shoeing horses full time for a living, and uh, <laughs> took a job working offshore and um, enjoyed that. But uh, there yeah. was no benefits on in either one, and uh, kind of floundered. My father says, "Okay, you got two choices: I, you know, military, or college. You know, apparently the trade school is not working out for you." Right. And uh, he said, uh, "I'll pay for one semester college if that's not for you." I've got a friend of mine who's a recruiter. You know, you'll be in. That's man, that's great. So I'm thinking, well, you know, I can party for one semester on my dad's dime, <laughs> and then go to work. Absolutely, I mean, I go, go to the military. You know, go that route. So um, enrolled in Sam Houston State University, and um, I was there for that one semester. And uh, two things I learned. Um, first of all. Not as dumb as I thought it was. I could actually. <laughs> Are you being class. from Orange? Yeah. We've got a lot of people on here that are from Orange. So, yeah, so you know, I was worried I was going to pass. I passed. It, you know, D's passed, by the way. Um, <laughs> but number two is that um, I had spent my short adult life around the backside of a horse or uh, on a oil rig out in the middle of the Gulf Coast, you yeah. know, or Gulf of Mexico with a um, bunch of, you know, Nasty smelling roughnecks, roughnecks. Yeah, and now I'm at college, and uh, it's full of beautiful women. Yeah, you know. And then I got, then, I, but I weighed my options because you know it's always about weighing your options, right? So I weighed my options. I said, okay, if I go in the military, <laughs> I'll be back around a bunch of smelly men, women, men. Yeah, I'm. I'm oh yeah, I, I think I, I think I can do this. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I graduated from Samuel State University. I, uh, I worked my way through school. I was uh, working graveyard shift for uh, Walker County Sheriff's Office. Started off in the jail and eventually went uh, on patrol. And um, so I'd get off work at uh, six a.m. Go to the house, shower. I was I was a guy. I always went to the, the eight a.m. morning classes. You know, the, no no college kid wanted to right. go to. I, I was there because I was still awake. So you're about nineteen at this point. About nineteen. How yeah. long did you shoe horses for? Uh, total is twenty, little over twenty years. 
Wow. Uh, yeah. Shoeing horses? Yes, sir. No kidding. Like you got to figure and you it out. you walk upright. Yeah, yeah. well. Yeah, you look yeah. healthy and still walk upright. Well, the first time, uh, uh, right after we got married and I was still shoeing horses, I come in and we were planning on going out to eat. So I come in. Of course, my, my hands are all cut up because I was dealing with a little bronc, you know. And, uh, you know, of course, I smelt like I've been out there. <laughs> dealing with a bronc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bronchy. And uh, so I told my, uh, you know, told my wife, I said, hey, let me take a shower real quick, and then, you know, we'll be ready to go. She goes, right, man, I can't, you know, we're married. My baby's not going to have these cut-up hands and have to work this hard. You know, that's that's ridiculous. I said, well, you know, we got to make a living. I said, here, uh, if you would, would you make me a deposit slip for these checks? And then when we're in town, we'll deposit it in the bank, you know. So when I got out of the shower and I got back, getting ready to go, she goes, we're going to stop by Walmart, buy you some Band-Aids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah. And how long did you do offshore? Offshore, I worked uh, there for uh, almost a year. Uh, we were working on a uh, a rig. We were two weeks at, um, on uh, not a rig. It was a pumping station, the transfer station. And I worked um, uh, two weeks on, two weeks off. So when I'd hit the beach, then I'd shoot for two weeks and then go back and you know go for another two weeks wow. out there, like kilo transport out. Mm-hmm. How, how far out in the ocean were you guys? Yeah, we were right at 100 miles, and the rigs that we were, uh, unmanned rigs that we were pulling oil from was right on the shelf, so they were about 150 miles out. So, wow. And how uh, old were you living out there doing that with Roughnecks? I was um, 17, yeah. 18 years old. Yeah. yeah. That's it awesome. Was, it was a different world. That's yeah. some life That's awesome. experience. Yeah. You no grow kidding. up quick that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So can you kind of talk about – being around roughnecks and then working the jail and shooting horses and kind of how that uh, later on in your in your career in your law enforcement career how that helped you out I guess later on it's kind of helped out too probably with work ethic I would imagine several several ways one is that um, one thing I I will say about the guys that I worked with when I was offshore um, it was all business and we're going to work and you're going to you're not going to slack up and Believe me, they would let you know it if you did. You yeah, know, I can imagine. I, I witnessed that. It never <laughs> happened to me, but I witnessed that, and I thought, well, there's my motivation to keep right on working. You know, yep. And so I, I learned a lot from that. Of course, you know, start off, I learned the work ethic from my father. You yeah. know, you, you you didn't lay in bed, and Saturday mornings was for work. You know, it wasn't yeah. for laying up. You know, that sort of thing. But um, and then the uh, funny you mentioned that the shoeing the horses. Uh, I'm around a community that I love. You know the mm-hmm. the ranching. You know, farming ranching community. So uh, when I retired and I took my second job, I went back into the community that I'd left. You That's know, cool. so it was it was it was Full nice circle. to go back. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, you're uh, basically stealing money from the state. I mean, if you want to be honest with you, I mean, you're getting paid to do something you love. And I, and I, I yeah, you, you yeah. love being a Texas Ranger and you yeah. love working for DPS. But I mean, you legitimately are going into a profession of a world that you literally loved and, and have a passion for. You know, the, the, the old saying, and my dad used to say it all the time, but uh, yeah. but it was if you know you find find the thing that you love to do and you'll never work a day in your yeah, life. That's true, hundred percent. Um, one thing that um, was kind of a neat concept: the Rangers did it, and now the the now with the Cattle Rangers Association, the same thing. When I went to work for the Rangers, uh, you know, I was used to the structure. I was used to the scheduling. Yeah. I was used to when you're on, when you're off, that sort of thing. And I, I asked the that question. They're like, "Just go to work when you go to work," you know. Yeah. Which which means instead of clocking on at eight a.m., I'm going on at six a.m. You know, yeah. and just and I'm working past five just because it was me 
schedule my own schedule, you know. And Handle it, your business. Yeah, and, and they're getting more they're getting yeah. more product out of us than if you give me a schedule. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yep. absolutely, absolutely, I agree. So worked at um, went to Sam Houston State while you're there. You're working for Walker County SO. Yes, sir. Working in the jail. Work, started off in the jail working graveyard shift. Um, then I went to uh, uh, one summer they put me through a academy in uh, at A and M, and then I came back and I was uh, on patrol for about two years, I guess, before I graduated. Um, when, uh, I walked in to, uh, interview for the, uh, the sheriff, uh, for the position of a deputy, uh, you know, I told him, I said, Hey, I said, you've got me until I graduate. Once I graduate, this is my goal. This is what I want to do, you know? And, and, and you uh, knew at that point you uh, wanted to go to DPS. I, I knew I wanted to go to DPS. I was kind of floundering as to where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. I knew it was going to be in law enforcement. And I ran into uh, Barry Caver, which was the ranger at that time was the, uh, uh, the ranger sergeant there in in Huntsville, and they were working a tremendous case. I mean, I, I remember the case to this day, and I was being held over from graveyard to to day shift just for a couple hours because somebody in the jail was coming in late. So I was a jailer. They're coming down the hallway. It's the sheriff and chief deputy and a couple of detectives and the ranger, and they're coming down the hallway. To, for an interview or whatever they were going to do. Of course, I'm a graveyard shift jailer, so, you know, you don't get any lower on the bottom of the, of the rung than what I am. So, you know, I hit the wall and allowed them to pass, you know, uh, as they were passing through. And, and and I got the nods and the hellos as it passed. Barry Caver stopped. Turned around, stuck his hand out, and he said, I haven't met you yet. You know, I, and I, you know, this is a Texas Ranger. in a jailer. jailer. Yeah, in the middle of a case, and I'm a jailer, you know, graveyard shift jailer at that. And uh, so we shook hands, and of course, like I say, I was shooing full time as well. So when we shook hands, you know, he goes, "Do you work for a living?" Because <laughs> you know, my yeah. hands were rough, you know. I told him I was a horseshoer and stuff. And well, about six months later, I happened to run into him again. No one else was around. It was just him and I just bumped into each other, and he said, "John Vance, the horseshoer, how are you doing?" Of course, he remembers names, right. and, you know, association. I wish I could do that. You know what I mean, Steve? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he was able to catch that. And and, and the, just the mere fact that he took the time yeah. to visit with me, you know, when I was I was nobody, you know, and I, I, you know, my again, going back to my father, my father had a higher respect for a uh, person in janitorial service working in a large building than the CEO because if that guy did his job excellent – you never saw him. You never knew him. You never know, heard about it. Never heard about it. Let him mess up one time. You You're going to know it. Yeah. Uh, but but he did a great job with uh, – and he was humble and, and, you know, didn't want the, uh, the claim fame, you know. And it seemed so insignificant, but the effect <laughs> yeah. it had on you. Mm -hmm. I was 19, 20 years old working at the jail in Plano, and I can tell you to this day, the detectives and the cops mm -hmm. that would come in there and treated me like I was one of them – Checked on me, asked me how I was doing, and the guys that came in and treated me like I was a sex offender. You know, you're just oh, yeah. a, you're just a dumb little jailer. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you to this day, the people that were really, really good to me, and it wasn't that they went out of their way; they just treated me yeah. good. They didn't treat me like you're. So, shut up, you dumb twenty year old. Yeah, and you're right. I, I remember that being in that jail. Remember who comes through? Um, uh, another gentleman came through, and I, and I don't know his name, but he was a U.S. Marshal. And he was coming to pick up someone. And uh, he walked in and just, cool, you know, cool breeze, visit, talk, you know, called me by name once he found my name and asked for my assistance on different things. Yeah. He just treated me like, like a human. Yeah. Like what? Oh, like, cool. like just like, yeah. I guess one of the guys. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which goes back to where I was telling him this, and and it's not – it's going to be hard to say this, I guess, but some professions and some departments have that, you know, stigma, and they Uh, have that perception, and they have that, you know, uh, you you being a ranger, when you're even one of your DPS sergeant, DPS itself kind of has that – that mentality, at least that troopers are kind of hard to get past, peel that, that one layer mm-hmm. off. Oh, yeah. It's one thing I've always loved about you. You've always been so humble and so approachable. And that's one thing I was telling him. I was like, man, this is a, this is a cop's ranger. This is a cop's cop. Oh, wow. Well, and, I, and I'm not, and I'm not just blowing smoke, John. That, that you and jo- Josh Jenkins comes to mind oh, yeah. when I talk about stuff like that. And you know, that's one thing I've always loved about you is even when you made ranger, you still would stop. How, hey, how are you doing? You know? And, uh, you know, I I just I've always told him that, and always had a lot of respect for you. But it goes I back to where that. where you grew up at, and how yeah. you, and how you were raised. So yeah. it's pretty neat. So you said working in the jail, you were kind of floundering. What was it that kind of made you laser in on DPS? Was it well, whenever I, after that chance meeting um, with uh, Barry Caver, and uh, you know I, that the, the fact that he impressed me as much as I said, well, what does it take for me to get there? You know, how do I get from here to there? What, what, what is my steps? And then I started researching it, and that's whenever I, I knew that I wanted to go to DPS because eventually I wanted to go to the Rangers. That was the whole purpose for DPS. Yeah. And so, I, like I say, I, I made my uh, uh, statement to the sheriff. You know, I said, I, I'm, I'm going to give you 110%. I'm going to be your guy. But the minute I graduate and whenever DPS accepts me, I'll turn in my two weeks. That you don't have me for the rest of your career. You got me for this time frame. Afterwards, you know, a couple of years later, after you know, I was a I was a trooper at that point. He came back to me and he goes, "Man, he said, you know, it, it kind of made me mad. You know, like I, you don't want my job, but then I got thinking, well, darn, I'm, at least I know where I stand, you yeah. know. And that's, yeah. you know, and he knew, you know, that I was to go there. So anyway, uh, was accepted to DPS Academy. What year was that? Um, ninety five, eight ninety five was the academy I went through, and so back then. Uh, if you were living in East Texas, whenever you came out of the academy, we're sending you to West Texas. You know, oh, just, yeah. you know we'll send you as far away from you know home as possible. You know why DPS did that, or is it just because the, they didn't want you to be around your hometown? Or I think that I think really what they wanted was um, not to have that hometown influence. Yep. You know, uh, learn learn to that neutral yeah, party type yeah. mentality. I, I really think that's you know. Yeah, I just said yes, sir. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of young listeners mm-hmm. and we have some explorers that write in. Oh, I great. think it's cool that at 19 or 20, you didn't have a short term goal. You already knew my end goal is to be a ranger. You weren't even looking like, well, in two years, uh, maybe I'd be a sergeant or maybe you knew you had a goal of 10 or 12 years, however long it'd take to mm-hmm. serve in DPS to end up in a ranger. I think that's super important. Yep. Is if you're going to map out a short term goal, be thinking about what the long-term one is because people are Absolutely. normally pretty short-sighted. Mm-hmm. And we don't hear that often on the show, that at 19 or 20 or whatever it was you knew, I'm not in this for the tomorrow game. I'm in this. I'm going to end up here. Mm-hmm. I, that's pretty impressive because you don't hear it a lot. Most 20-year-olds, when I was 20, all I was thinking about was tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Where am I going to get some Coors Light at? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. right. Where's tomorrow at? Yep. Um, you know, uh, another thing – Kind of a little bit of wisdom that was given to me. I'd love to pass on was that, uh, you know, keep your mouth shut. Um, we had a lot of guys that I'm going to be a ranger. Well, there's a lot of steps to get there, you know. Yep. No, I want to be the best trooper. 
you know, I, I, you know, then I want to be the best highway patrol sergeant. Then, then I want to be the best ranger. You know, and and I know I have to get past this goal in order to you know achieve this goal. And, and so let me be the best where I'm at. Where you know, right now. You know, solid advice. Yep. Yeah. Like Always showing up to boot camp with a Marine tattoo already on. Absolutely. Slow your roll there, Pilgrim. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to make it through my, past me first. Yep. Yeah. 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 So A95? A95. Um, was Academy back then? Six months. And you all live on site, right? Yes, sir. Uh, we had uh, weekends off, um, <clears throat> providing you didn't screw up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fortunately, I, I was able to have every weekend off. Um, That's a plus. Yeah. Well, well I've learned real quick. Um, you know, of course, I wasn't in the military, so mm-hmm. the, and it's and it's a paramilitaristic type boot camp. So um, I learned real quick everything where you're in line. You know, so do exactly what the guy in front of you is doing. <laughs> if he screws up. There's somebody behind you doing the very same thing you're doing, so you're going to have to figure it out, or you're going to screw up too, and it's going to cause that guy to screw up. So, yeah, but it was a, uh, it was it was really interesting um, going through that, and, and it, what it developed was a, a like anything else, it develops a brotherhood. And uh, upon graduating, I mean, you've got you know we we were scattered to the four corners of the state of Texas, so you know you had somebody somewhere. Well, I've always liked to ask about. <clears throat> I've asked Josh the same thing, but. Whenever you went to the academy, and a lot of the rangers who were mm-hmm. cops, cop, were deputies. I don't know why that is before yeah. they were troopers, yeah. but and we're starting to see that a lot now. Yeah. But um, what was it like to, to to be a cop and then go through DPS's academy and learn the DPS way? Did you find, was that a difficult transition, or was that you know hard for you to get over that? Because we always been told, and I just like my teach my kids, I would rather them not know something mm-hmm. a subject and then me teach them that way mm-hmm. versus them know how to do it beforehand and me have to correct it. Correct. Bringing your bad yeah. habit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's, it's firearms. Yeah, firearms one one. I, I hope you when you come in, you don't know anything. Yeah, and let me show you what I've been taught is the correct way, and that you know that way you're shooting. You don't bring in all the old bad habits. Uh, when I started the academy, um, again, um, the sound advice that I was given from a, a, a trooper, you know, the, there at the in Huntsville, keep your mouth shut, stay in the middle of the pack. It's yes sir, no sir. Um, even if it offends you, it's yes sir, no sir. You <laughs> yeah. know, you 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 just got to make it through the six months. You know, it's it's a building process. So when I got in, again with with all of this. Vast knowledge of two years will give you as a police oh, officer. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, uh, I was almost ready for graduate school. Um, I got in and, and I, I get taught this, you know, topic, and I end up most of the time I was like, oh shit, you know, I didn't realize that because in other it, it wasn't one of these. Um, hey, here's the law, and then we move on. Here's the law. This is the reason why the, this is the law. This is what made the law. This is why this has taken place. You yeah. know, and and it, you know, that eventually it's subject to change. But at least you know now, you know why you're enforcing what you're the foundation. Yeah. yeah, the foundation behind it. You know, yeah. so so that was very interesting. And of course, um, all the driving, the shooting, the the fighting, that you know everything we did in there. You know, it was uh, y'all still did some smoky rounds and some boxing back then. And uh, yeah. there was a. Um, there was a an individual that uh, uh, didn't make it through the academy, but uh, he was, um, um, I would say, bullying when he got into the uh, the fighting portion. Uh, you know, he's kind of a pick a partner deal. So yeah. I, I'd grab you and say, "Hey, we're going to partner up," and then you and I'd be off the side, saying, "Hey, man, take it easy on my left shoulder," and you know, or what you know, brother in law, yeah, brother in law, it. You know, we're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it. But, but let's just yeah. today, on the yeah. Super Bowl. We're all in the same family. Here. <laughs> yeah. 
And this individual uh, picked the uh, weakest one and uh, was uh, just pushing over him, you know. And, of course, we were doing what we could to try to solve that problem without our counselors being made aware. And, um, uh, you know, we were failing. But um, counselors come in and said, no, 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 boys, just leave it on. That. That's okay. Stand up. Are you okay? Okay. Well, you know, don't do that no more. Where they were screaming at us before. You know, and now we're getting this kinder, gentler, you know, and that's that reverse psychology. You're like, oh, heck, you know. So fighting, when it's time to fight, you know, they'd call your name, they'd call my name, and I'd be suiting up over here, and you'd be suiting up over there, and we'd get together, and, you know, we're friends, you know, but here we go. You know, we got to fight. And they called his name, and then they go, okay, I need you, 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 and you suit up. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, here, you go. To get yeah. here we go. And uh, it was one on one. And then they'd stop and I'd go, you, you look like you're getting winded. Here, we step aside. Next one up, you know. And he's like, hey, I'm getting winded too. I don't care. You know, where am <laughs> by, I? The, by the time it was over with, he said, if you'll just slide that piece of paper in front of me that I need to sign to exit this place, I will. And he was gone. So there you uh, go. He rang justice. the bell. There he rang go. the bell. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So where'd you end up uh, after the academy with West Texas? Where, where, what town? Uh, so uh, about, well, right before, right as I started the academy, like I say, six months long, we had a mass retirement in DPS. You know, it's that 20-year cycle. They, yeah. you know, And so we had this huge mass retirement, which created a mass promotion, you know, process. And overnight, uh, Huntsville became a, Demand station. They needed they needed to fill bodies in Huntsville. Again, keep my mouth <laughs> shut and sit on the corner, sit over in the corner. And finally, whenever it comes time for us to, you know, our, our dream sheet is what they always call it. Right. You know, where would you like to go? We're going to send you here, but where would you like to go? <laughs> uh, we'd like for you to feel good about yourself, you know. And so I put Huntsville uh, region, region two, and um, uh, when when time came for the captains to come in and assign us uh, i got called to go to region two you know i thought oh man you know to talk to that they screwed up to talk that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep your mouth shut keep your mouth shut yeah <laughs> stay in the middle of the pack and so I, I got in there and they said uh, so captain which uh is bob martin which was uh he was a um a, a troopers captain i've heard that from so many people all he had to do was mention and the world would launch yep. you know i mean he was just we we would go to you know we'd like what they say charge hell with a bucket of water yeah we'd do it for him. He uh, he said look um, I'm gonna you know treat y'all like grown men and women you know uh, I have these openings uh, who wants this position you know who wants this open who wants something well it comes to Huntsville and uh, me and a uh, another person I had both you know, raised our hand for this one position that's open I'm like shit you know suit up yeah here we go. <laughs> And so he pulled the names, and he looked, and he goes, okay. He said uh, he called that individual, and he said, um, uh, you've been uh, assigned to uh, uh, Iran. Uh, John, you've got Huntsville. You know. Well, what I didn't know is that that particular person was doing some mouthing in the background, and the counselors caught word of that and like, oh, you, you think you're going where you want to go? Okay, well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Another lesson in life. Keep your mouth shut. Keep, yeah. you know, so anyway, I was able, fortunate enough, I was go, uh, able to come back. Uh, Kathy had uh, one more year, a uh, little over a year, I think, left in school and college there. So um, that, that's where we had met. Um, actually, we uh, we met at the First Baptist Church. 
Yeah, I was with my girlfriend at the time when we met. But yeah. I mean, yeah, that's where we met. At. <laughs> yeah. So how many how many started your academy? How many graduated? We started. Um, I'm gonna get this wrong. Uh, we started with a um, hundred and eighty, like a hundred and eighty. We graduated a hundred and six. I always thought wow. that. Was, yeah, I thought it was interesting. We graduated. I mean, we, we they. they uh, First day of the academy, everybody gets a number, you know, depending on your uh, – it's, it's all by um, alphabetical order. But I ended up with you know, being a V. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm number 109. And uh, we graduated 106, and I'm number 109. So it always looks like I, I just barely made it. No. But, uh, but we graduated 106 out of the academy. And um, uh, when we, we have a, a, a self-appointed class historian and um, – Every time one of us retired, you know, he would put out on our little Facebook group, you know, talking about, well, we, we're now to, down to so many, so many. And we're down to like 20 or 21 that's still in oh, the wow. kids, still working for DPS now that's out cool. of 106. So, yeah. That's cool. I didn't mean to sidetrack from no. your wife and your girlfriend meeting at church. Yes, that was a yes. great story, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cut that right there. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm glad you did cut in. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, so you went to Huntsville. Uh, Kathy's got a year left in college. Mm-hmm. Um how long did you stay in Huntsville, and what point did you get to promote? I mean, there was a kind of a mass exodus when, right when you graduated, but how did that look out? Did the sheriff appreciate having you back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he was uh, – He's when I did see him, you know, come in, wear my bright, shiny oh, yeah, uniform, absolutely. you know, walk in, he goes, you're just another deputy to me, baby. <laughs> he yeah. said, I got you back. <laughs> yeah. He said, if, the, if, if they call you on the radio and say there's a cow out and they call you, just know I'm sending you, uh, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep mouth shut. Yeah, whatever, well, yeah. whatever you need, sir. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, in 2001, yeah, 2001. I got, I've got my historian over here because I get my dates right. Uh, we promoted to, um, and I say we because yeah, it was a family a affair. Yeah, that's a yeah. team effort. We promoted to um, uh, marshal as a highway patrol sergeant. So uh, typical DPS fashion. Um, uh, she's she's at work. Um, we're in Huntsville. She's at work, and I'm working night shift. So, you know, I'm, it's daytime, and I'm piddling in my shop. Telephone calls. It's a five one two area code, and we and we'd already went through this whole selection process. You're waiting on that phone call. You know, if you don't get a phone call in the um, back then, the teletype when the teletype came out, that's when you knew who made it. But if your telephone call, I mean, if your telephone rings, then you know, congratulations, you made it. Some major. You know, from Austin, who I did not know, never will know, you know, is the one who uh, who called me. And uh, he said, congratulations, you know, you're, you know, highway patrol sergeant. He said, you got a choice of two duty stations. I said, yes, sir. He said, you uh, Valley and Marshall. I said, yes, sir. I said, okay. I said, well, I said, generally, I don't make a life-altering decision like this. With at least contact my wife, you know. He said, uh, pick it. Pick it now. I'm like, shit. Oh my gosh. I said, well, sir, I said, I do not know where Marshall, Texas is, but I do know where Uvalde is. I'll take Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ill of, of Uvalde. I just wasn't a South Texas boy. I'm an East Texas boy. So uh, we moved to uh, Marshall, and um, we were there seven years. Uh, January of 08 is when I promoted to, and left Marshall, went to yep. Sulphur Springs. Wow. How long, how long as a trooper before you made sergeant? I was. Um, s- Five, six years, I guess. And then how long was a sergeant before picking up ranger? Uh, right at six years as well. So 
So good, awesome. good, good follow through with the years. I mean, it's yeah. the same six and six. Yeah. And so, I, you know, it's kind of, I started, of course, my, again, I knew where my goal was and I knew that I was eligible. And, and so, um, with prior law enforcement experience, I knew at six years I'd be eligible for the um, uh, to start taking the test for Ranger, and I did. It didn't stand a snowball's chance, you know, whenever I took that test. But uh, you know, I wanted it. And I wanted to take that test, and uh, we'd tested several times. And um, the um, <laughs> well, I'll back up and say this. One of the times I did make it, you know, I was very confident, very sure of myself, you know, going through the oral board, and uh, they asked me a question about um, lying to a suspect, you know, in an interview. Mm -hmm. Well, I had just completed a very large investigation uh, involving truth and honesty, and it it was an um, employee-type investigation. And uh, anyway, so – I'm sitting there, at the scared to death. I'm nervous. I, in my, you know, I'm gonna say the right thing, you know. And, and they asked me this question, you know, and and so I go, um, I, you know, I have no reason to lie to them. I'll tell them the truth, and by God, you know. And I gave them this party line. It was one of the first questions. So they're set up interviews. You know, the the men all the way around. There's two uh, uh, ranger captains sitting. One's the the sitting uh, chair, and then the other one is going to be the next chair on the next board. That's kind of how they rotate it through. And uh, being a good ranger over there, he threw me a lifeline. <laughs> I didn't swat at it. And uh, so he said, thank you, and moved me to the next guy. And the next guy said, well, before I ask my two questions, I'd like to go back to this first question. I thought, oh, oh shit, I'm God. done. You know. <laughs> and so it went all the way around. And they thanked me for my time and patted me on the back and sent me out the door. You know, And I was about – uh, it was here in Austin. I was about 10 miles out of town. My phone rings. And it's the ranger that, that was over Marshall, um, uh, Ronnie Griffith yeah. at, at the time. He was a mountain of a man. If oh, you know. huge man. And he, he said, are you done with your interview, boy? You know, <laughs> remember how Ronnie was. Yeah. And uh, I said, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, how would you do? And I said, well, I think you know, I did all right. I stumbled. And he goes, hey, you stupid yeah. SOB. He said, you can lie to a crook. Yeah. And I went, within the 10 minutes it took me to get in my car and start driving home, he had already gotten word from the board what I had did. So I thought, okay, all right. So the next time I went to the board, the one I made it on, I'm sitting there and uh, the captain, who is now the chair, who was the assistant on this the previous board i walk in sit down and they thank me for my time and appreciate you know the little formalities and he says uh before we get started i'd like to ask a question well all of them start grinning i'm like (laughs) i said yes sir and uh he said um do you find any reason why you'd want to lie to a crook i said Sir, I'd lie to that son of a buck in a heartbeat. <laughs> Thank you very much. Let's go. Have a good day. Yeah. Have a good day. That's awesome. So for those that don't know, uh, you were the sergeant at Marshall for many years and you had a you had a in my opinion, you had a pretty <laughs> your crew there, you had the north you were up you were on the north zone, right? Yes, sir. You had uh which covers Marion County and then the half of Harrison. Yes, sir. Uh, and then at that point, then you transition over to uh, Sulphur Springs. I, yeah. Um, how was so? You're you're you you don't you've never been to Sulphur Springs as far as live there and, and kind of a part of that that community. Uh, what's it like moving to the town and 
And because uh, I always joke around with, with the Rangers that I've worked with in East Texas about, I mean, do you, there's not a Ranger Academy. Uh-uh. You don't no. sprinkle Ranger dust on it, and then you just automatically know all this stuff. But but in all in hindsight, uh-huh. when you show up, you're new to the area, so they just think, oh, we got a Ranger. You know, this guy knows how to yeah. investigate yeah. homicides yeah. and he's everything got, else. He's got it all figured out. He's got it all figured out. So if you want to kind of explain just the, how that process works and how, the, I mean, I mean, you really can't admit your faults because you're a Texas Ranger. I mean, yeah. let's call it what it is. Yeah. And so you're already kind of held to that pedestal. So what does that feel like when you're like, oh, shit. Uh, you know? yeah. Walking in. I've got it here. Um, remind me, because I'll get sidetracked, but I want to talk about the move in our when we got there as yeah. well. Uh, but so uh, – the uh, December up till up till December the thirty first, I had the Highway Patrol phone. You know, and and back then, you, your phone number didn't go with you. You know, mm-hmm. you just didn't keep your phone. You know, it, that that turned over to the next Highway Patrol sergeant. You know, that sort of thing. And my phone was ringing twenty four seven. You know, as a Highway Patrol sergeant. You know, because what happened at two o'clock in the morning while I was fat, dumb, and happy sleeping in bed what happened on the road at two o'clock in the morning if i don't fix that problem before 8 a.m it's my fault yeah you know it's not his fault it's my fault it stops with me so turn that phone over pick up the ranger phone which happened to be a brand new phone so no one had that number and i kept checking it was old flip phone i kept checking the phone because thinking if it's a battery good you know because it's not ringing you know, it's ranger right? stuff yeah, yeah sure i got this made you know? <laughs> and i had a guy call me from from one of my counties that I haven't even gotten there yet. Okay, at this at this point, and phone rings. He goes, "Hey, are you the new ranger?" I said, yes. He goes, "Oh, okay, okay." Run into a little problem. This is what I got, and it's a, one of our detectives. And so he's and he lays out this problem, and he lays out how he feels like it needs to be handled. He's, "What do you think?" I go, "Sure, yeah." I said, <laughs> "Would you normally handle that way?" Yeah. So yeah, sounds good to me. You know, <laughs> hung phone up. You know, I did my ranger stuff right. And it wasn't until several months later, till, you know, I got to where I knew everybody and everything. And, and this guy walks up and he goes, "Man, he's have some sound advice, man. I certainly appreciate it. It was good to have you there." And I was like, "Fella, I didn't have a clue. Yeah. I was just going with the flow. Yeah. You you said it, that sounded that sounded good to me too, you know." But anyway, that's funny. Uh, so so in Garland in 1999, I made detective, and the lieutenant uh, that was that I ended up going to work for at the time. As a patrolman, mm-hmm. you had to call and ask questions. You had to call and yes. ask. You had to call and ask questions all the time. This patrol lieutenant, he had no use for me because I was a dumb patrolman. Mm-hmm. So I get made a detective. Overnight, you're, yeah. You're, yeah. you're a detective. So I go up to CID my very first day, and they said, hey, somebody's got to be on call for property crimes. I'm like, oh, I'm a brand-new detective. Yeah, I, pick I, me, pick me. me. So, of course, all the old heads are like, yeah, you can have my over my call out. Mm-hmm. So I get home, it's like 9 o'clock at night, phone rings, it's a lieutenant. What's well, my old patrol lieutenant who thought I was the dumbest moron ever lived? Hey, uh, you there, you there, McNair? I said, yes, sir. Let me tell you what we got. So okay. Stolen 18-wheeler from Garland, recovered in Dallas. The tractor is at one location with two guys in custody. Trailers in another location with stolen goods. They got two in custody selling all the stuff out of the back. DPD's over there, DSO's over there. They have five in custody, two locations. Uh, what, do you, what do you want me to do? Oh, you're asking me now. I was like, uh, 24 <laughs> hours ago, I was the dumbest moron you've ever met. What do, you, what, what do you want us to do on this, detective? I was like, can I call you back in just a minute? <laughs> so I call another detective. Give me just a second. I call another detective, but I get off phone. I told him, I was like, wasn't that interesting? Because yesterday I had to ask to go to the bathroom because I was too dumb to go to the bathroom by myself. And now he's calling wanting yeah. 
me wow. to tell him how to handle the situation. I'm like, that's awesome. In 24 hours, nothing's changed. There's, there's, I'm still the same ugly dude I was 24. There's nothing's changed at all. Yeah, other than, yeah, what's, what's changed today? <laughs> that's awesome. I'm walking down the hall uh, when I finally get to um, Huntsville, and I'm walking down the uh, sheriff's uh, sheriff's department's hallway there, and this uh, uh, detective. Uh, which is now the sheriff there, um, Lewis Tatum, great guy. He uh, he was a detective at that point. He steps out and he goes, you're the new ranger. I mean, my, my leather squeaks when I'm walking. <laughs> my, that's how new I am, right? And I say, yes, sir. He's, hey, come here, come here, come here. And he put me in the, uh, the office room with him. About that time, they bring an inmate in, set him down. And uh, he said, I said, well, what do you need me to do? He said, just sit there. That's okay. And uh, so. I know where this was going. Yeah. He goes, look. He says, gone a little too far now. He says, we've got the ranger involved now. He says, I didn't <laughs> want the ranger involved, but he's here now. And so I'm over here taking notes, you know, make, or yeah, I'm doodling is what I'm doing, but it looks really good. And uh, so we're, we're going down that line, or he's going down that line, excuse me. And it's a, it's a, it was a, a pedophile is what it was, a young, young man pedophiling um, uh, younger children. And um, – about halfway through the line, about the whole line to a crook, you know, uh, he goes into that whole spill of, you know, well, be honest with you, I saw a picture of her, and she's pretty hot for a, for a 13-year-old. I mean, she, she's pretty hot, you know. And that guy goes, oh, yeah, you know, he's falling in, oh, you know, yeah. and, and ends up giving us everything. But about halfway through that, I've got this detective who I don't know, and I'm brand new, and I know that I'm supposed to be doing something, and he's talking about how – Good looking, this thirteen year old child is. I, I start taking notes on him. Like, that. Yeah. what is going on who, here? Who am I working here? Both of them are one. Yeah. you know. But but it, you're a little too convincing, yeah. there, detective. Yeah, it, uh, but that was my uh, indoctrination to it. And I was told um, uh, real quick. He said, "Find a solid investigator. I don't care what agency he's with. Find a solid one that man that loves to work and you know and, 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 and wants to has a burning desire to solve the crime." find that guy and work with him we're going to send you to more schools than you'll ever possibly imagine going to but starting off you know work hard you know, yeah. with, with, with that guy and that's what i did it, uh, there were several guys but uh, lewis was one of them so that's awesome tune in next week for part two of all of the officer involved shootings that i've been a part of one time uh, it didn't go good for the officer uh, and and I I have a spill. I sit down and I talk to the grand jury. I said I said this is going to take. I said you're used to somebody walking in, giving you a case, and walk out. I said I need to give you a little bit of background, a little bit of understanding. And I explained to them how we how we operate, what we do. And then I explained to them. I said you're going to hear language in here. You know, uh, and most of ninety nine percent of the time you're going to hear language in in these uh, uh, videos. You've got to put yourself in that officer's standpoint, and I'll bring it back to them. And say, hey, these these are family men. Yeah, you know they have they're they're standing on the right side. They're they're withholding Romans chapter thirteen. I mean, they're <laughs> doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know.